your voice to the conversation. We all have differences of opinions. Here is the place where you can express yours. All that we ask is that you stay on topic and be respectful. Our broadcast times are 7 to 8 p.m. Central Time on Thursday nights, 8 to 9 Eastern. Mark your calendars so that you may become a part of this dynamic broadcast. Tune in and listen. So I definitely want to give uh, a high homage to Ia Awafalola, who is the founder of this uh, radio program. is called Queen Mother for Real. Uh, the uh, co-founder is Kenny Jones, and uh, we are working with Kenny Jones and Imani uh, uh, to keep this show on. And we, we definitely give Kenneth all of uh, the high fives that we can, we can muster. Kenny had a little uh, tough issue tonight, man. He, he, got, he got in and he did what he had to do. We thank you for that, Ken. Uh, uh, great things happen when great minds converge. So, uh, bro, this show. Bro, say, say. Thank you, thank you, Carol. Thank you for announcing that, man. That's yes, sir. Everything. Yes, sir, man. Always, always, Kenny. I know you was out there, man, and we we greatly bro, appreciate you, man. And getting all the way out. That's why I got to work for myself, man. But uh, well, that's on you, know, right? Let me. Let me get up so y'all can do your thing. Hey, Monique, what's up, man? Uh, we certainly appreciate you again, man. Uh, so this show uh, is the foundation of a book, started from the foundation of a book. The book is called what, Monique? The Superior Power in Black America, written by my baby, Daryl D. Freeman. Tell me a little bit about this book. What's going on with this book? There are three major points that this book discusses in their self-help and self-sufficiency and the fact that the black community has the ability to eliminate resources like food stamps, general assistance, and government handouts. Can I ask you a question? What? What, is, what does that mean? Well, it, it talks about our need for unity and self-love and pride in our black culture. You know, we, we have to study African-American history in order to draw from the power within our heritage. And, you know, it's also about gaining knowledge of the importance of what our productivity and spending contributes to our economy. See, Daryl, the only way of controlling our wealth is by becoming informed of how we spend and where we spend. Our wealth must benefit us, dude, and this book has developed into a movement already. It's called T. Spieber, 
where black people can join and build wealth and unity. And that's at www.tspeba.com. <laughs> it's the superior power in black America dot com So we urge you, uh, we implore you to join today. There are no costs to join, and we want you to become a part of this community, man. It's, it's a very powerful community. If you want to protect yourself, no matter who your president is, that's that's exactly No matter right. who your leadership is, it's about us protecting ourselves. Why I see these black men getting on the television and, and, and on the airwaves talking about how how the president ain't done nothing for us. Can I ask you a question? What? <laughs> so it doesn't matter who's the president. Right. If, I if mean, that's just it. Why, why are you worried about if somebody going to do something? But the key, the key, key phrase is. I know, but look, the key phrase is do something for us. That's the key phrase. Why you need somebody to do something for you? Okay, so let me let me let me elaborate on that. So our government has been doing things for us for a long time. Like what? Well, they've been giving us uh food stamps so we could buy But uh, that wasn't for us. Well let me let me just finish. They they've been giving us food stamps so that we can buy uh substandard food in the in the bulk. They have been paying in some areas our uh heat and our uh lights and stuff, you know, helping with that. Uh that keeps us They're from not giving that to us. People like me and you pay into that. Uh, uh, that ain't free. That's coming off my back. You I, let me finish. Mhm. So, uh that's what we believe mm-hmm. that they are doing things for us. But I mean, if you are qualifying from any one of those um benefits, you actually have to live way below the poverty level even to qualify. And then in order to stay on it, you have to remain below the poverty level. So, so let me so let me tell you how Gimme God got, Daryl. Okay. Not shot got. Tell me how Gimme got got because Gimme kept getting, but Gimme wouldn't give by voting. Voting in order to help himself go out there, become educated, and to find a job because Gimme was so busy looking for handouts and tuition grants and things like that. Things that we're eligible and we deserve. But there are ways. There are ways. We don't need food stamps. We just become dependent on, on them when we get them. You know, that's and we exactly. We go, un- go to unemployment and things like that. We depend on those things. You know, and it's good to have them. But we wouldn't have to worry about it if we were self-sufficient. Why would, why would we worry about being unemployed if we were self-sufficient? You and know what? That's our whole show. We yeah. can just shut it down. Just, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. You know, y'all. I, I started so boxing, and I have to tell you, I'm I'm, I'm just as tired as Kenny right now because I've been up since four a.m. That is not afternoon. She's a trooper though, so and, she, and I, she can handle this. I'm tired, and then I go to work, and I got these little kids out here. We won't even go there. Uh, come on now. But this, anyhow, this is about ten but, million people. But this is about ten yeah, million. Not people. just Monique. But so I'm gonna tell let's, you. Let's let's finish. If let's Monique can look, if Monique can hustle and go out there and get her education and her money, <laughs> then Joe Blow can too. I just want to make it plain. I love this girl. Yeah. But, all right, so so here we go. So the show tonight, Monique, you remember what it's about, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, it's about anecdotes. No, and, no. No, wait, wait, wait. No. And so that's the first topic. And so 
these anecdotes is about us building on our community and us oh, figuring yeah. figuring things out for ourselves. And so when I say anecdotes, it's like little questions that we ask ourselves. Can I get my laptop? Uh, no. I, I need to because I need to look at some numbers. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep talking. Okay, so these are anecdotes that we ask ourselves, and we can answer the questions ourselves because if we pose this question to each individual, we're going to have individual okay. answers. Okay? Okay. So the first anecdote. And that's what this topic is. It's about anecdotes you that know, I, I created. To, I had to look at the, the numbers here. Okay. So now I need you to elaborate on this. So the first anecdote is Teach Beaver is a financial uh, organization of financial services, and they say the solution to black-on-black black crime is black-on-black black wealth. What say you? I say you're right. Why? Because if we knew more about being wealthy, if we knew more about educating ourselves. So black-on-black crime generally is what? Uh, Is it just uh, black people just want to hit somebody upside the head for no reason at all? Or is it to take something or to gain something? What is it about? If you want to analyze black on black crime, and that's the uh, well, I mean, if that was no, if you—that's not a question. You're asking for an, an, an analysis. So here's here's the anecdote. And, and, and so black on black crime. The antidote to that is black on black wealth. So let's analyze black on black crime. Well, black on black crime, first of all, would not even exist if there was some black on black love. We are the number one haters. Of ourselves. I agree with that, man. I agree with that. And so what you're saying, Monique, is black-on-black crime can be diminished if we add a little something. And what you said was love. I contend this. I contend that black-on-black crime would greatly diminish if there was not, if there was so much, if there was not so much black-on-black suffering from economic uh, need. Everyday needs, my lights, my water, my car, my job, my insurance, my house. If we didn't have to worry about that so much, then our situation wouldn't be so dire, and we wouldn't look at, we would resort to black-on-black crime. Mm-hmm. If I could, if I could endeavor you in a business opportunity, I'm not going to be your enemy. Right. And so. For me, it's black-on-black crime. There's an antidote to that, and that is we flip the script and we create black-on-black wealth. That means organizing with each other. Mm-hmm. And then if you become my business partner, where would there be a crime unless I tried to cheat you in business? All right, sure. And so even that would be a diminished uh, 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 crime other than... Murder. That's true. You know, it would be an economic crime. And then and then if you go to jail you go to the federal prison for extortion. Well, you know what And that is a real fear. Yeah, I can't yeah. trust my brother. You know what? You're right. Okay. So if I can't trust you, how do I bring black on black wealth to the black community? If I can't trust my brother 
Well, the way that you do it is this. You educate them. You educate them. You talk, you, you get What if they there, old school? You, well, you get, like you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you educate somebody like me? How do you get my attention and tell me everything I believe in and have thought about it and have come to a remedy, remedy about in my life is basically maybe wrong? How would I tell you that? Yeah. How do you get that through to me? And you're my wife. Now, you've been married to me for 18 years. How do you... How do you? How you do you know get what? my attention? You can't, you can't teach an old dog a trick. Oh man, that's a cop out, baby. But I will tell you this: what you can do is you can you can elevate those people and use them to go out there and talk to these young schoolers, these youngins. You can use those. So you old give up schoolers. on the old? No, 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 no. You use those older ones. The question is: how do you teach me? How do you get my attention and teach me something different? That's the question. And don't talk about younger folks. Tell, how, do you, how, how do you get to me? How do I get to you? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get to you. So am I a reasonable man, though? You're a reasonable man, but you know what? You're stuck. But if I can ways. see a logical... You, you're stuck in your ways. And, and, yeah, you can see logic. You're real good at logic. But the thing about it is you so stuck in your ways that sometimes I have to kind of work my way around it. Honestly, it kind of trick you. I have to, like, bring it around and say, Bae, you know what? And I can't say I think because <laughs> whatever a, I think don't deal. even matter. <laughs> I'll say something like, you know, sweetie, um, this and that happened, and I heard about this, and then you might research it and say, Oh, yeah, you're right. And then the next thing you know, it was your idea. I have to tell you <laughs> something and, and say this was your idea. Case in point, <laughs> this radio show was not my idea. I know that. You introduced this to but me. But you wasn't even thinking and about it. And I wasn't it. even, I, was, I, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't even think about it until you brought it to my attention. And then somehow you you, you, you put it in my face. And then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, I like this. I could do this, you know, and here we are. Yeah. And so there, is, there are ways to get to me, okay? And that is the question. So how do we bring black-on-black black wealth into a community? Okay, so what we do is... That won't listen to each other. So, so what we do when it comes down to the elders is, first of all, you got to get past those that think, all right, now, I ain't in for no get-rich-quick scheme. Because that's the first thing I'll say. They done been through so much where people done took so much of their money, they done invested in. Uh, so you're jumping way I over mean, the gun. No, but I'm not. I'm trying to tell you. These people, the reason why old schoolers are the way that they are, and I'm old school too, so I can say this. Let's take that it's out. It's because they have, listen, they have been taken advantage of and for granted for so long. I mean, so many people have come to them and said, you know what, I got this way. But if you don't bring it to them on that basis and you say, how, what, what can we do? What can we do? What do you see that we can do to help sense. those in our community? We need your ideas, and that's why I'm saying you have to put those in charge see, by saying, hey. I go back to this radio station. You brought something to me. I didn't acknowledge it. 
You put it in a place where I was able to see it, and then it became my idea. Right. But you know, in your heart, yeah, honey, I, I introduced you to that. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. And so as leaders, and you are a leader, there's no doubt, you're highly educated. You are now uh, a uh, SPED uh, teacher. No, you you run this whole, that, that whole program that's right that's now. That's and so... Uh, we can consider you as one of the highly educated, okay? Uh, okay, so how then do you take that or some of that information and then get it to our people so that we can start benefiting from, because guess what? Well, we have to recruit people, and, 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 and it's got to, you know, you know what we used to call it in real estate? We used to call it farming. We used to call it farming in your own backyard. Farming means to grow. Don't have to be in your own backyard. No, no, no. In your neighborhood, you you can farm. You Remember, they used farm. to tell you you could choose a farm, but sometimes it was pretty good to go ahead and farm in an area where you had your sphere of influence. Now, but you remember you, we went, but we went over in Torrance and, on Torrance Avenue, west mm-hmm. of, east of Torrance. That's not where we lived. That was not back Right, but you know what happened? We farmed that. You remember what happened. Once we farmed, it was somebody in the office oh. that phone calls started coming in, and they started taking them for their own. You know, it has to be some trustworthy well, people on the home front. Yes. There's got to be some trustworthy people on the home front that are not trying to take advantage of your folk. So everybody involved. When, before we start farming the neighborhoods, we have to recruit people that are going to be trustworthy and are going to be a part of this organization that understand what our plight is, what this movement is about, and we have to educate them on what be- the, the true meaning of the betterment of self means. That's what we have to do. And you know what the most important thing is, Monique, mm-hmm. is that we have to convey without any without any doubt in anybody's mind, that this is not about you and it's not about me. This is a greater picture, mm-hmm. you know, and all we're doing is starting the conversation. Exactly. Now, we do have an organization, but it don't have to be the only one. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so Spiva Bank, uh, it's a, it's, it, it is a credit union, mm-hmm. and it, it is sensitive to the entrepreneurial spirit of the African-American first. And so that means we rebuild African-American communities first. That's where we invest. Mm-hmm. That's our investment body. And so uh, we don't have to be the only one to do that. See, we could get on board. Yeah, I mean, look what's happening now. Drake Bank can get on board. Any black bank can start. We could be a part of a network which would make the black business movement so much greater. Right, that's true. And so... Here we are, trying to start a conversation that will further our outlook toward our economic stability. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell all my listeners, it don't matter if Barack Obama is the president for another eight years, mm-hmm. or Hillary Clinton, or Donald Trump, or Donald Duck. It don't matter for the black <laughs> did community. Say, did you say Donald Duck? <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. You know, until we start reaching deep into our own souls and start working with each other and building with each other, we ain't got nothing. Here's the caveat. We already spent $1.1 $1. $1 trillion. 
Talk to me, Monique. We already spent $1.1 trillion. We are the ones, let me tell you, and I am so guilty of this, guys. Let me tell you how easy it is. And I thought about this the other day. My husband goes deep. But and, and, and I'm going to tell you, I can't really go any deeper than my husband. So what I'm going to do is scratch the surface for you because he reaches you on a deep level, a deeper level. And and let me let me give you a little information about this. So, preventer, you get off work every day. And the first thing you think is, oh, my God, I don't feel like cooking. Mm. Come on, Monique, bring oh it home. Oh, my God. I'm bring it home, like Monique. So I'm going to go to Popeye's, KFC. I'm going to go to the grocery store and get a rotisserie chicken. I'm going to go to Papa John's, and I, I'm going somewhere to get something to eat. Now, if you live in a neighborhood like me, you're looking around and you're saying, there are absolutely no African-American restaurants that Nothing have healthy food or anything else that I would enjoy. It's just tasteless chicken. So I'm stuck. I mean, and even in Chicago, if I went and I got me a gyro, I'm not buying it from the African-American community. I'm getting it from the Arabs and the Indians. Who don't really okay? want to make gyros. And if I, if I go, and if I go to, to get some pizza, well, I'm going to be getting it from Mr. Aurelio. Okay, and if I go to Captain Hooks, well, I'm just going to be going to get some chicken from some people that they hired to put some lemon pepper on it. I'm not, I am not, I'm still not contributing to the African-American community. I am still making these people rich when I go to A-Fusion. When I, let me tell you, for the first time in life, I did something I totally would never, ever do again. (laughs) But people do this for relaxation. It's called going to a hookah bar. Hookah lounge, and where you go is you sit there and you you smoke vapors, and they're flavored like pineapple and kiwi and mint and stuff like that, and it's supposed to relax you. I think that people do it for the hair brush because it's just like smoking a cigarette for the first time or something like that. But people do it, and they do it, and, and it's, it's a lot, and they don't realize that that affects your lungs just as bad as a doggone How much cigar does it cigarette. Man, these these are Arabs again, guys. If you want to do it for an hour, you're gonna pay forty dollars. Forty dollars. If you want for one person, no. For, yeah, for one person. If you want forty dollars. If you want that, the things are about as tall as you, Daryl. And Wait, it got all this. Hold on, so I'm five, y'all. Look, I'm five. <laughs> I'm playing with you. Four and they a half. They have your size. And six. They tall. Point three. You put them on the table and you stand up next to it. Even me, it's gonna almost be my height. And so what it is is they put these this water at the bottom of it, and then they put this pineapple with the different stuff in it at the top. And then it's like a bong, and they just have like vapors, and they the the vapors are flavored, and they can you put, put your own stuff in there? No, 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 absolutely not. No, no, this this show may be monitored. <laughs> Anyhow, so <laughs> what I'm saying is they they making a killing. I mean, I know I hadn't heard about it until my goddaughter in Chicago said, "Oh my God, we went to the hookah bar." I said, what is it, hookers there? She said, no, no, it's nothing like that. You go and you relax. And they give you the stuff. So when my niece got here, I went and checked it out. $40 for one hour. Oh, my God. 
Two to four people could be on this one thing. You just got to keep switching it up. And then if you just want 15 minutes, well, then that's probably about, like, $10, $10 something like oh, that. Oh, you could pay that much. Or you could pay, like, for a half an hour, which is $20. Okay. Yeah. And, and so... And all you do is sit there and pop on stuff? You sit there and they got that crazy music, like, you know... Indian music. No, look, the place we went, they had hip-hop. Really? But then they do... And then all you saw was all these young kids mm-hmm. coming in there, destroying their lungs. But then not only well, that. The vapors don't do that. But this the vapors still have tobacco, but it's in its raw form. It's not. It doesn't have all the stuff on it. Does uh, it burn or is it? A, a you vapor? can't. You can't even taste it. It's like it's just a vapor of it. You can't. So it's an imagination. Imaginary? No, it's not. You'd have to try it. Uh-uh. Um. But anyway, I can't even explain it. We're okay, looking, so the point we're was. Up. The point is they making a killing. Okay. So so what can I do to help people relax? That's what I want to know. What can I do when I get off work, when my people get off work to help them relax? I sure don't have to put deposits of tobacco in their lungs, okay? But I can have a place that's a speakeasy, just like some of these places in downtown Chicago where we can do poetry slams and things like that. But, you know, then things get violent and people come into your place, their business, and they want to shoot you. And, you know, and that's in different, you know, inner cities and maybe not so much out here. But, okay, that's one thing. But what I'm saying is, and my husband, like I said, he's much deeper than I am, and I just scratch the surface. There are no options. There are no options. Our options are limited. You know, our options are limited because we we, we don't we don't understand that when we get off work, this money that we just finished making, let's say you make about $200 a day or $150 a hell, $90 a day, you taking it and you're depositing back into someone else's account, and you're not depositing into your community, which could be depositing into your own account. Okay. And that's what Speba's about, depositing. Hallelujah. So, you guys, all of our listeners, we want everybody to understand what this conversation is about. This first topic is called Anecdotes. And the anecdotes are questions that we are asking ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the one question was, what is the antidote to black-on-black crime? Well, it turned out to be black-on-black wealth. And so that led us into the conversation about why, how should we create wealth in the black community? So, Monique, I want you to pick an antidote. I want you to pick an anecdote. Uh, Which one would you pick? If I were to pick an antidote. Anecdote. <clears throat> yeah, which one would you pick? Uh, well, I mean, I just got through saying it. No, this this is a different one. Here's the second one. All right. The superior power in black America is what we're dealing with, is the ability to organize, unite, mobilize, and move as a collective body in a short period of time. Why is that important? Why is that the bomb? Tell me that. Well, mobilize, organize. Organize. Yes. In a short period of time. Well, first of all, I don't think it has to be a short period of time because what happens is things actually take time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. My husband, he's he's a I want to rock right now individual, but me... 
I believe that Rome wasn't built in a day, and anything that we do is going to take time because we have to build it on a solid foundation. I'm with that. Foundational. And so, right. And so I'm with that. what it is is if you want a solid foundation, you can't build it on, on, you know, you can't build it on dirt. You've got to go deep down in that earth. That's right. And you've got to go. Put some pillars down in there. Put some pillars down there, and it's going to take time to put pillars down That's there. That's right. you got to go way below you know, six feet. Because anything rapid can be destroyed. I saw today, you know, how quickly they build these businesses. Man. And, and today I saw a Starbucks that was obviously built quickly because, you know, they build those fast. And in a tornado, it just folded like a deck of cards. You That's know. amazing. But you know why, though, here in Texas, they don't build for tornadoes. But that wasn't even in Texas. Well, it wasn't. It was in Indiana. Oh, well, they they got to build better in Indiana. All right, so <clears throat> the the anecdote that we just used is how we as African Americans have this superior power, and that superior power is we have the ability to unite, form, organize, and move in a direction in a short period of time. Case in point, the uh, Million Man March in 1995, the order went out, bam. Over a million men marched, hitchhiked, took a bus, took a plane, drove. They did whatever they had to do to get to Washington, D.C. Now, that order, it didn't take two years to plan that. That took just a couple of months, and then the order was on. Now, we moved, and we got there. It was impotent, but we got there. That is exactly what I'm talking about. So if we took that same energy and we put it into a purposeful movement toward regaining our wealth, there is a superior power in that. Yes, it is. And that's what this show is all about. It is the superior power in black America. And that is one of the superior powers in black America. We could get information out to each other, and then we could come together in agreement as a unit and move as a body. Mm-hmm. If we took that energy and we, put, and we voted as a block, mm-hmm. we could not vote a president into office. But you know what we have? We have to swing. Yes. We could sway the vote mm-hmm. to our benefit. Yes, we That can. is the superior power in black America. Yes. It is not that 42 million people out of 300 could change something. No. But we could get on the end of something that is changing in our benefit and put the weight on it mm-hmm. and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Superior power. So we ain't just talking about money. We want to make, see, this show today is about a drive. Mm -hmm. We need to recruit people. We need for people to understand that the superior power in black America has a whole lot of different um, um, avenues to it. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to change how we celebrated Christmas and we did it as a unit, that could change the whole Christmas season for black folks. <clears throat> now I gotta, I gotta say, truthfully, our Saint Nick or our uh, 
Jesus is not a white man. And so if we used that and moved on that in a conglomerate way, it could change something. Do I have a point? Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about the way you think. Yes, it is. And the way you move mm-hmm. based on the way you think. If we constantly think that we got to have somebody to pay our lights because I can't do it, I can't do it. We're not looking at our superior power, and we're not using that. So why would they? Why would they? You know what it is. It's just just like a bad relative. Let me tell you about a bad relative. Uh Oh, family. A bad relative. A bad relative will come in and contribute to your household, and you know, be a part of that household and everything, and then think you need them. They will force themselves upon you, get mad, destroy your stuff when you tell them to leave, talk about you to the whole family, and and whoever else will listen. That's true. A bad relative will do the same thing that a government An enemy entity, will do. A, a government entity or somebody like that. You get you get you get unemployment. And then the next thing you know, you let it go, and you get a letter saying that you owe. That you owe unemployment. Okay. You you get you you do uh you you get food stamps, and then the next thing you know, you owe that money they, back. They overpaid you. You know. Which is ludicrous. You know, so it, it's amazing because they it, it, on either end, it's almost like you can't win for losing. Well, here's here's something. But you gotta be smart. <coughs> In with uh, unemployment, you pay into that pool. So if you are unemployed, it is an insurance that should pay you until you get employed. You do not need to have to go through a red tape to get the money that you paid into back, or at least some of it. It is an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. As far as food stamps, it is the same policy. There is an insurance that you pay for food stamps, Social Security, and all these other things, FICA. All of that goes into the the, the welfare of the country. Mm-hmm. And so these social services are built out of that. And so that what is what makes you an entitlement to that social service. And so when they talk about you don't qualify, although you have paid into it for 10 years, it makes no sense. Yeah. And so, my point to this matter is, tell me what I'm talking about, Monique. Just repeat that one more time. <laughs> the social services are not really social services. No, they're they're not. trying to take them back, even though you are entitled to them, because you paid into them. And so, what I'm saying is that, look, it don't matter what they do. We have to maintain what we do. And make sure that we are looking out for each other. So if we do not move in a conglomerate, we're subject to uh, social security at the end. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And you know the thing about it is, I don't even think that, I mean, okay, I'm kind of concerned like everybody else, you know, that social security won't be available for my baby. Not but but let me let in. me tell you what's going on, guys. What really tripped me out is here I am in Texas as a teacher. 
my independent school district and hardly any of them except for Austin ISD and maybe one other, they don't pay into Social Security. And it used to be that because they didn't pay into it, you couldn't even get your 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 if your spouse died, you couldn't even get their survival benefit. And they couldn't get yours if you had previously ever worked for anyone else. And you couldn't get if you if you retire from the school district, you couldn't get the social security that you have worked so hard for. That sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Well, it sounds like they're telling you to and, buy something and, that you never even really but, get. But it, so so the killer That's part what it is sounds like to the me. only way the only way that you can get you you become a teacher here when you're 21 years old, and you never get social security because right out of college and right out of high school you went to college and right out of college you started teaching, so you never paid into social security. You don't have anything to worry about. But somebody like me that has paid thousands of dollars into Social Security. You mean to tell me that now that I've changed my career as a teacher, I can't get my Social Security? Is that what you're saying? Well, up to the point where you pay. No, but but no, no. According to the state of Texas, at one point, it was no, you cannot. See, that makes no sense because you have paid into something. You paid into a policy. But you guys, let's not get distracted on that. But but like you said, you know, when it comes down to it, 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 it you got to watch yourself. I want to take it all the way back around to our topics. I want to come back to the show. Okay. And 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 we always need to do that because we lose sight in our conversations. So the first topic, anecdotes. Mm-hmm. Because all of the anecdotes was about T. Spiva. It leads us into our second topic. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, listeners, and you all are welcome to call into the show, ask the questions. We are able to answer any question. Okay? The, the telephone number is 347-989-0180. You press the one key to get into the queue, mm-hmm. and then you can ask us any question. So, our first topic led us into our second topic because all of the anecdotes was about our financial service. Monique and I are opening up a financial institution. It is a credit union. Let me tell you what it's all about. So this credit union... uh, it has the same insurance as any credit union. And so what people don't realize is that this is just a, a normal bank dedicated to the entrepreneurial spirit of the black community. Mm-hmm. If you want to open up a head shop, you're not going to take that idea to Chase Bank or Bank of America exactly. and expect them to give you a loan. They don't know what no head shop is. No, they don't. Okay, so what's a head shop, Monique? A head shop is where you go in and you get things like beaties. You go in and you get beaties, you get different forms of tobacco, you get different types of paraphernalia and stuff like that for those people that that, that smoke weed and smoke other things. Um, That's what a head shop is. But you know what they will do? They will give you a loan. 
Or a shop that sells porn movies. Okay, so Toys, that's not what a hair shop like is, y'all. No, no, I'm just daughter. saying, no. Okay, A so, hair shop is. No, no, it's not. Don't make me look A like hair that. shop not only does that incense and fragrances and artifacts, but if it's an African hair shop, they have, they have different statues, artifacts, real mm-hmm. artifacts from uh, Africans who create little pottery things. And you can sell those. No, no, no. That's you know. not what a head yeah, shop is. Yeah, that's a head shop. That's a successful head shop. You ain't talking about just smoking paraphernalia. You're talking about all of the things that highlight the uh, great heritage of the African-American uh, or the African. And we're all African. Black folks are African. And so uh, we need to reach back and, and, and reach back into our heritage and draw from the power of that heritage. Yeah. And so that's what a hair shop is. You know, you, so a lot of uh, Africans, they weave and they, they knit and they sew. And yeah. so you got hats, red, green, and black, mm-hmm. to show the colors of the motherland. You got all types of things in this head shop. Okay. It makes people want to come now, into this head shop. Tell me. Yes. Okay. Where did you get this definition? Uh, well, from that song. Afro scene, Afro clean, Afro do it, Afro fluid, do it. That's Remember? where you got that? That's where I. <laughs> that's where I got that. Now that is the truth. A head shop for me, in my own definition, is not just a place where you come uh, to buy stuff to get high. I'm looking up hair shop. Well, they may, there may not be a definition for that. It is a metaphor, which is why you can't take that metaphor to Chase Bank and say, I need a loan on this metaphor. They're not going to do it. Okay? But if you had an African-American bank mm-hmm. that you uh, are a part of, a member of, a shareholder, okay, and this bank is dedicated to looking at your idea, Mm-hmm. And then they are obligated to take your idea and analyze it and see if it could be a possible uh, a successful idea. If it is, based on the analysis, they have to give you this loan. Mm-hmm. And then this bank oversees that loan and makes sure that if your organization starts going to the left and not really prospering, they come in with ideas and even more investments to bring your business up to a successful level. That is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we need people to join T. Spiba. How you get there, Monique? T-S-P-I-B-A, the security, the security, the superior power in blackamerica.com. I want you to go also... Well, wait a minute. This is a drive. Oh, I'm sorry. And we want to, we want people to join. We want so to bring that we want home you to for join. Me. Okay, now check this out. Bring that home. We, Tell we me that. need you. We need you to join. We need you to join. <laughs> Let me tell you why we need you to join. We need you to join to better our community. Better yourself. We need you to join so that we can bring people. We can unite our people together. Is it true? We need you to join so that we can all. Practice and, and, and master the betterment of self. Is it true power is in numbers? Man, let true? me tell you something. If they can use negativity for power, 
if you could get someone like Donald Trump on the podium who uses all types of negativity and, and he's drawing people. in and he's drawing in all these white white uh supremacy supremacy groups and they unite it. They, they, they come united. in together. The KKK, the white supremacy, the Federation, and all those people, they're uniting. And guess what the Republican Party is doing? Us. They No, they're uniting against the Republican Party. Which is but guess what? Us. Not, we're not Republican. But guess what? That is what they fear. That is what they. That's what the problem is. That's why they won't line up behind Donald Trump, because they don't think Donald Trump is going to move their agenda forward. Mm-hmm. And it is not about mm-hmm. hate. It's about power. But Donald Trump is stuck on hate. Yes, he is. And so they know that it is going to destroy their party mm-hmm. of wanting power if they put hate in front of it. Yep. And so that's why they cannot unite behind Donald Trump because it's a it's two different parties. It is. Okay. So what are we talking about? Seriously, mm-hmm. is a party of our own. But you know what? It's called the betterment of it's self. It's called the betterment of self party. That's a party. And this is not a, a, a hate party. It's we're not, not like a tea we're party. Not, we're not hate mongering. We don't want to go against anybody. All we want to do is better ourselves. Exactly. All, all we want to do is come together and do the right thing instead of all the wrong things. Now, we can come together and we can march. We can come together and we can riot. Oh, we can come together and we can say a whole lot of negative stuff. We can burn down stuff. our own properties right. and all that stuff. We can dumb come together stuff. and we can do all that stuff. We can shoot police. Right. We can, you know, we can and do then get, and then kill ourselves. Right. We can do so, all that. So if we can do that, why can't we? Why can't we assemble and do something positive? Come together in our communities. Spend our money together. I got one better for you. We can do that, but that's counterproductive. What we need to do is what, Monique? We need to unite. And how do we do that? We come together at www.tspeba.com. We sign up. We promote ourselves. We better ourselves. See? We stop our dependence on handouts. We stop our dependence upon others, thinking that others are supposed to do for us. Whether we it's a black that. president, yes. a white president, a Hispanic president, it, it don't yes. matter. Black yes. folks, we stand on our own. Um, yeah. I got to take man. Guys, thank you for joining our show. I know we got a little heated and we lost time, but and, uh, join us next week. 347-989-0180. It is your power in black. Bye, y'all.